Welcome to BSing with Sean K. I'm your host, Sean Neese. For new listeners, what I do is I talk with people who live outside the box and provide a platform for opinions not often heard with the mainstream media. And what I mean by outside the box is people sort of pursuing uh, unconventional or artistic career paths, uh, eccentric characters with interesting stories to tell, people who are unusual in a good way. For this episode, this is episode 76, I'm going to play you a conversation I had with Mr. Glenn Birkenkamp. He is a musician, drummer, uh, he also does some rhymes for his project Modern Viking. Modern Viking is his main project. And he talks a lot about Norse mythology viking history personal issues and he uses uh i guess the white norse mythology as a metaphor the clip i played at the beginning was uh from his song because i'm viking and that's probably one of my favorite tracks i've heard from him and he's of norwegian descent at least on his uh father's mother's side i think is what he said he goes into it in the interview uh, or conversation and uh, he uh, has an interest in Norwegian culture and Norwegian history, and he talks a bit about that in the conversation. And I've known Glenn uh, for about 10 years uh, since I was going to County College of Morris right after high school, and we played in some bands together. We actually did a jam before the interview. Uh, he was playing some Insomniac AD songs with me. That's my music project, as I've mentioned many times. And he, we also just jammed out some other tracks. Here's a clip of that jam. That was him on drums, I was on bass and vocals, or just bass in that case, I did some vocals. And uh, yeah, so it was a good conversation. He also is uh, a beer enthusiast, 
a beer and mead enthusiast and he's uh involved in the local new jersey uh brewing uh brewing scene and he talks he go, he goes more into that in the interview and yeah not much else to say i don't want to give too much more away but here's the episode and i hope you enjoy it <laughs> now it's recording now it's recording all right now this is bsing with sean k actually recording before we thought we were recording but we weren't but we were not yeah <laughs> this is glenn birkenkamp of modern viking i am also the drummer of zion and also the band in for the night nice and uh we go way back sean we go way back 2000 2008 yeah. yeah, ten years ago, man. Yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. the ge- we did the Crimson Carn. Remember we were doing Crimson Carnage. Yeah, that was our thrash band. Yeah, me and Justin Wuhad. Shout out to Justin Wuhad. Yeah, shout out to Justin Wuhad. Yeah, yeah. he's he's now all the way in Tennessee. So oh, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah now we're yeah. gonna see him probably the end of November. So nice. uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, CCM days. Yeah, yeah, we you, were in the same. Remember when we uh, in the same recording class? class? Yeah. You remember the class and everything? I th- a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, Todd Collins. Todd so, yeah. Yeah. You remember the the argument I had with him about like death metal and. Oh, I don't think so. No, that it was music or something. Yeah, no, he was just not a fan of death metal, and I was like. But you, music is universal. Like, come yeah. on, man. I'm, I don't diss you and your fiddling, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't get along. But through then, you and I had a mu- made mutual friendship, and we've been in bands from such. We've been, like, what, three three projects? Yeah, and when you were drumming in the band Nemesis Complex I was in, but you were drumming in that uh, after that, I left well, it. Well, technically, technically, I did do a Oh, yeah, we did do one. So, yeah, we did Breetard. you and Eddie, yeah. I did <laughs> Breetard and um, uh, what originally became Drone Killer, I think it is, right? Yeah. I think so. And uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, who was recording us? Do you remember who was recording? Was that Jer? I think so, yeah. Trinka? And then Jer ended up replacing, yeah. Replacing, yeah, well, yeah, but... I mean, well, there's also Josh. Josh was also playing bass in the band, too. Yeah, now you're in the band Zion. Yes, he and I are in the band Zion together. Shout out to Josh, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> um, he's been getting me into shows for Modern Viking as well. It's so weird how everything is such so interconnected, you know? Yeah. We all yeah. started from even even the area you're in, you know, Chatham, Madison. Like, I grew up there, around there, too. Yeah. The skate park, you know? It's yeah. so funny how we. Yeah, it's interesting. I've stayed more in touch with people from CCM. Like I went to two other schools afterward. Oh right, yeah. What, yeah. what were those two again? What were those two other schools? Uh, Kane, and then for my bachelor's, and then a, a couple of years later, I went to Fordham. Nice. And nice, I was nice. staying in the city doing the Fordham. Oh, it was wow, a good experience. Great. Yeah. How, how was how was the city? Uh, I liked it. It was uh, definitely. I kind of want to move back there at some point like that maybe to Astoria fun. or Brooklyn or Astoria's fun yeah I like I like just being able to like take the train around different places I mean I don't mind okay. driving as much but okay. it's like yeah so, you know, uh, well like I a, like yeah. it for the history part like uh, yeah. my my degree after CCM um I got my degree in liberal arts at CCM and uh I decided to uh stick with my history stuff because that's what I was really good at and I was also doing history for uh my Norwegian family <laughs> you know <laughs> Black but no not really um 
we did I do like Viking history and as you know Old Norse history and stuff like that. So I went to William Patterson was helped by a company oh not a company but a group called Sons of Norway, which is basically um, since my grandma's 100% Norwegian, uh, they helped me along not money wise but uh, through referencing and through uh, certain people to help me get into the college better. So uh, shout out to Sons of Norway. Uh, they helped me get into William Patterson, and from William Patterson, I got my degree in history. Supposed to get my degree in teaching, but they, we had a little bit of a problem with that, so I, I took my history degree. So uh, how did you get into the Norse mythology thing? So um, originally, I was raised, uh, my grandma would always talk about Norway, where she's from, and uh, I've, I've been going there since I was around 10. Um, but what really actually did it was, uh, and I know it's corny, but, uh, when I started listening to Amon and Marth in, uh, in, um, my senior year of high school into CCM, um, that got me into Prosa Ida, which is the uh, book you read for understanding the mythology. And that's what got me into understanding my culture, where I came from, my raising, and which kind of brought into modern Viking being created. Um, I went to Norway uh, three, three, four years ago, and that's kind of where modern Viking decided to start and like was born there. So through my, I don't want to say religious because it's not really of religion like you would think nowadays, but more of my moral purposes, like something I find morally, I guess. Um, like you, you like some of the moral principles that mythology yeah, is top Yeah, I stick to what they like, call the yeah. nine, the nine truths or the nine, nine characters, nine laws. Um, some of them, for example, is being a good person, uh, being humble, uh, not like you know. Of course, whenever you talk about Vikings, you think raping and pillage, but in in the in that sense, you're not supposed to be raping and pillage. You're supposed to be uh, going through life and and being strong and surviving through it. So you think that there's too much of a focus on like the negative elements of well, the old Viking religions and well, not when enough. when you look at the movies, what do you usually see in movies? Like them raid. Ra- ra- usually yeah. they raid, they pillage, yeah. stuff like that. But when you go over to Norway, you notice that a lot of them were more farmers and more of the wealthier established kingdoms were the ones that were raiding, pillaging, more, more or less over in Denmark and Sweden too, you know. So my my angle is if you want to look at it, it's the opposite of Burzum. You know how Burzum's really into Odinism. Yeah, and he but he and he took it as like a white supremacist. Yeah, direction. Right. yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm what I call the truer. You get it? Because <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's truer, where his sense is you understand that blood is blood. When you pierce my skin, the color is what of my blood. Red. Red. Any other color skin may have a different pigment, but when you cut through it, it's blood, it's red. That's in that's not in a Viking Bible, but that's kind of like our way of code, is that you're supposed to respect those others in a way. Like I, you don't have to demand it, but you're supposed to learn how to respect each other. Yeah, like get along in the same realm. Yeah, yeah. or try to or try to at least understand a a moral ground, you know, because. Um, you know, I I don't go around and tell people, like, how to be an act. You know, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to understand people. Hmm. Kind of but it's like, it's like something you follow based on heritage, or...? Uh, yeah, in a way. My, my grandmother is actually Unitarian. She's not actually Old Norse or, uh, like, Norwegian pagan, as it's generalized. 
Um, she's more Unitarian, which is the belief of every religion being in co coexistence. So um, what she taught me was at, at a very young age is to understand and uh, try to respect or just understand people for who they are. So rather than looking at a person for being of color, of gender or something, I look at that person for their name and who they are, what they make of themselves. Hmm. That's what my grandmother raised me under, and that's where modern, modern Viking comes from is the fact that I don't care what you look like. I want you to survive. Hmm. I want you to survive your path and live as long as possible. So like seeing people as individuals, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of complicated because there's political parties, there's certain uh, just religious parties, things like that, where you know, I don't really fit into the scheme of because I like to view everybody. And it's, and it's, it's supposed to be complicated. And uh, so you put that into your, your lyrics with Modern Viking. With Modern Viking, it's a lot about... Um, it's a lot about uh, the story of struggle and survival. I don't go around saying I rape and kill and and pillage people, but I, I bring stories of my anxiety or of my dreams that, like, my brain interprets battles. And it's, it's deeper than that. It's more usually like a dream before I have anxiety and I have to fight that anxiety. That, that anxiety will be a giant, and which brings me to my one song, Arrow Volley. That's me fighting my, uh, my what I think is my eviler side or demonic like side, I guess. Hmm. And the whole lyric is uh, based around me telling my evil side, you know, fuck you. Is it okay if I curse? Yeah, it's okay. It's fuck you. It's about a mutuality. So it's like uh, viewing it from an allegorical. Uh, or like I, metaphorical, not, yeah. Metaphor, I guess. I it's not. I don't put a big label on it because I kind of say it's a humanistic and very um, earthy. I don't try to bring in science as much because of where my raising is in in, in Viking. I I do, but I kind of bring everything into account, which is you know it's easier to explain but uh, harder to show. And music wise, you add like hip-hop elements well, what i do is i take hip-hop trap um and i mix it with death metal grindcore not really thrash but that attitude in my vocals is kind of a thrashy attitude um when you get into my newer mixtapes you'll notice that i go from very trap style beats but i have very like uh gutturals and and death metal yells that kind of like like the song face me swine is what makes then that's one of my newer songs. That one's called Face Me Swine. And the chorus is Face Me Swine, Come Take Us What's Mine. Face Me face me Swine, Your Death Is On The Line. Which means, um, which is like basically like Vikings yelling like, Ha ha, come at me. <laughs> so that's, that's like the whole point, but it's over trap. So it's like even like people nowadays that like trap music and like death metal or like you know something a little bit heavier can get into my shit so you want like people with different tastes to enjoy yeah i don't want just trap i don't want just like electronic death metals i want everybody to try to be like oh cool this guy makes this different music you know i'm not trying to be no yoko ono here you know (laughs) i'm not trying yo you know some weird like (laughs) some random shit where it's like, okay, what is she doing? It's it's more of like mixing that Amana Marth attitude, if in a way, because I'm not like them, 
but I have that same ideal almost because like I talk more about inner battles when you battle yourself and like how Vikings like they dream and they're in battle so it's like that almost I don't talk about myself killing and stuff like because that's not true I try to stick to what what Vikings call stories and in hip-hop and rap that's kind of against the bill because in hip-hop you have to explain who you are and trap you have to explain yeah like i come from this or like you'll hear guys like yo i push drugs or like guys that are like yo i push i push music i push beats like you know stuff like that so rather than me being like yo i'm in a gang or some bullshit like that or like i'm i'm like Phys- like metaphysically like yo I'm hip hop it's not like that it's like yo I make mu- I make music it's got death metal it's got hip hop it's got it's got trap music it's it's different hmm. I try I try to be different but not as so um not as so uh how would you say like uh, about it yeah you know and, and have you gotten to like playing live shows what has been like the reception has it been like metal people it's been, like, uh, it's been different reviews uh my first my first show as modern viking uh was at a strip club over in pennsylvania um <laughs> yeah smiles or something not smiles something like that um uh, no not smiles uh i don't remember I, I do remember the girls' names though. It's it's summer and rain, and um, shout out to Young Keys who is also rapping. And okay. Shout out to my vocalist Andy and my guitarist Jake. They both. Oh, that wasn't. Oh, I thought that was you. Oh, so you that weren't was do- me. Yeah, that was me doing it. But that Jake and Andy didn't know me as a drummer at that time. They knew me as just as Modern Viking. Oh, okay. So they all came to that show. It was a small show. Disaster Piece hooked me up. Uh, shout out to Disaster Piece. Um, he's another rapper. Uh, he hooked me up for that show, tried to get me out there because he heard my beats and stuff. And uh, basically, I went from I well, my first song was Arrow Volley, which is like it's it's a mix. It gives you that taste of hip hop and trap, but then it cuts and it goes into death metal. So it's kind of like an introduction, like all right, it's de- it's hip hop, but it's also brutal. It's also death metal with it too. So you gotta be ready. So. The people there, some, like, fewer people, also shout out to Neil, Neil Thani, he showed up before, too, he's originally from NJ Dots, okay. um, he showed up as well, and um, uh, the response from, he was telling me was that it was very mixed as well, two people got up and left, because they thought that my gutturals, my brutal vocals were a little too heavy, <laughs> so they up and left outside, Everyone else was like headbanging and like dancing and stuff like that. So it was it was weird. I both drove people out like Vikings, but I also kept people in entertained like Vikings. So that show was interesting. I didn't have a huge follow up, like it wasn't a lot of people, but it was still like 10, 15 people. It was cool. I guess you want like a mixed reaction because you yeah, want to feel I like want, you're doing I want something. a mixed reaction, yeah. but also I want I want to see people's reaction in general. Um, I think it's funny when some people are like, oh, yeah, you fucking have a death but oh, you fucking blast beats, yeah, <laughs> you know, but then also have some hip-hop heads that are like, yo, your, li- your rhymes are pretty cool, like, you can you can spit pretty well, hmm. you know, I was like, mm. and were there some people like, hey, you shouldn't be mixing these two or whatever, or? Uh, luckily, no, but hmm. I also, Modern Viking has this attitude, I have this attitude where it's like, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna write it, yeah. and I was, that's my style, it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if it's kind of goes down to Vikings as well, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. 
Vikings didn't give a shit. Or the, Not many, or... no, no, because it was either life or death or mead. So is this kind of like a? Are you kind of like taking it back? I guess like showing like a more positive side to the Viking culture, um, like Norse mythology. I guess positive. Um, I'm really trying to establish the difference because a lot of people uh, confuse Saxons and certain Germanic groups with Vikings. And there is a like you sl- brought up uh, Skyrim before. Like we were talking about, we yeah, were doing Skyrim. that. Skyrim belongs to the Nords. The yeah. the video game Skyrim. Mean, I'm sure people like, must, must people like know. That's like Danish fo- folklore mixed with like Saxon folklore, and it's it's like like I, I I get the references and stuff, and I do like it. I just I I do cringe a little bit because I'm like yeah, we don't really like have dragons per se. We have one dragon. Yeah. It's a snake. And it's Jormagon. Yeah, because that, that was more like the English with the dragons. Yeah, but, yeah. that was the whole English yeah. uh, 12th, 13th, yeah, 12th, 13th, and 14th century that they kind of like, you know, the Viking horns. Yeah. And by the way, we don't wear horns. <laughs> we drink out of horns. You never trust a person. That's why you have a horn because you never set it down. It'll always fall. So you drink out of a horn. No one will spice, you know, that's why. Hmm. Oh, so but that's that's the That's something about... I say live. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's something I say okay, live. Okay, because that's, uh, yeah. I got AO people, by the so way. So that's why they have it, so they never put their drink down? Yeah. So nobody, yeah. Yeah. It's a trust. It's a uh, trust. And if you look at the person, you're supposed to look at the person when you drink, and you're supposed to chug the whole thing. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, when I when I go live, I, I have my own bit kind of like an attitude, but I, I, I look up to Yona Hag a lot, the vocalist of Mata Marth, so I kind of have like his body, like attitude where I'm like, yes, I'm here to give you entertainment, but also show you I am not afraid, <laughs> you know, Nice. <laughs> so that's like the whole modern Viking attitude. Yeah, and uh, so, so what do you think of like, uh, so it's like, uh, I guess like it's Vikings, the show Vikings, like accurate with this. Or... I, I I appreciate that show. I like it to an extent. Um, Rolo is is a hard mythology because there's, I know there's three different stories. There's a Danish story, there's a Swedish story, and a Norwegian story that I know of. I bet you there's probably a Finnish version or or whichever. But the Norwegian one I know is that he's a great king that took over Denmark and most of Scandinavia and was like like really hard to kill. Like he was supposed to be gifted by Thor. And that's what I grew up like knowing. In the show, it, I mean, it doesn't really show that, but it does show certain stories that connect to it. Like um, Rolo and Ragnar. Um, when I say Rolo is a king, it's supposed to be Ragnar. Like in the show, Ragnar is the king and ruler. But in certain stories, Rolo is actually, like, the ruler, and Ragnar is kind of, like, hmm. not really the name. Because I know the, there was a historical Rolo, though, right? But Ragnar was Ragnar just a myth. Is, yeah. uh, is a myth, but also historically, like, there's there's certain tales. Uh, where I went into Alberg, Dan- Denmark, um, the historians that I conversed with were more of talking about, like, Rolo and Ragnar being kind of like brothers, in a way. But um, what's cool about the show is that it kind of shows more of their battle ideals, which is kind of true. Well, not kind of true. I'm going to say it is true. The way they fought and the way they've plotted and all that was very, very advanced in their times. So uh, I guess what's the next step for this project? For Modern Viking, um, originally I was working on 
uh, originally I was doing another mixtape, but then um, I lost my grandfather and uh, I lost my best friend, and uh, I had no no real motivation at that point to kind of like write. I was kind of mad and uh, drinking a lot, a lot of mead, as you can see <laughs> up there. Um, so I took a step back and then I started writing again. And as I started writing again, my laptop crashed and I lost all my songs. And I was heartbroken. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, one day, back in the summertime, we had a huge storm and all the power went out. And I just got mad and I was like, fuck it. And start over. So I took the laptop, got it fixed, and just started writing again. So I'm trying to put out another mixtape soon. I'm just... Um, more focused on writing this myself. Uh, the beats are going to be made by me, and then I'm going to try to mix and master it myself. All the vocals are going to be by me, mix and master that as well. So this, I do ask like people that are waiting for this, I do ask them a little bit of time, and I thank them for their patience. But um, this one's going to be like a, a, a mixtape. Uh, I don't want it to be like an EP or an album, just another mixtape, something small. And... Uh, it's going to be my next step into the whole trap uh, metal mix. Yeah, and uh, that always sucks when, like, you lose something you worked on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I put, I put, I'm, I have over, like, I had over 40, 40 different beats I made, different songs. When I say beats, I mean, like, drum beats over melodies and stuff like that. And I would just sit here and get drunk and play with uh my my other producer king moon king moon king moon three king moons um he and i would make all these songs and try to rap over it and then when i whatever ones i liked i put on um king moon also has a soundcloud it's a little hard to find because he tries to stay under the radar a little bit but um in his we kind of he kind of mixes not we he he mixes like 80s synth pop right. and puts trap over it Oh, okay. <laughs> so he took like Phil Collins and he made a trap beat over it. Oh, nice. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> it's called um, uh, King Mood on SoundCloud. King yeah. Moon, King Moon, King Moon. It's said three times. It's a little hard to find, but I'm, I promise you, you'll find it. He also did a Christina Aguilera spiff, uh, spoof uh, where he did uh, I'm a Genie in a Bottle, but uh, he took the melody and he put a trap beat over it. So it's pretty cool to check out. But uh, that's where he and I started writing with Modern Viking. Uh, I write lyrics and whatnot, but he kind of like uh, works on the melodies of each of my songs. And you mentioned uh, the mead. You said that your interest in uh, like the mead and uh, yes, I grew up drinking honey wine. Uh, for those that are Norwegian, Mjorda or Mjord. Um, when I was like 15 into 18, and then when the whole craft beer started, um, I felt more comfortable like drinking meat because everybody else is up to like the craft so i can just stick to tradition i've i've aged and made mead like once before in norway because i went to a uh how was it four years ago i went to viking zerfirma or farm viking farm which is like uh this couple lives in the original ways they make their clothes they do everything themselves like all viking tradition and and from there i kind of like was inspired by it Nice. And that's where I started like making like 
mead and, and stuff like that was from them. And yeah, and you said you're involved in like the out the beer community. Oh, uh, the New Jersey beer uh, community. I'm I'm not as heavily as involved as like you know brewers and things like that, but I have I have a strong opinion and and I really love the community that's here in New Jersey. It's very it's pretty supportive. We got our you know New Jersey Jersey attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but but they'll support you. You know they'll yeah. help you find a brewery or help you like if you're. So in, what's like, exactly like people together who just want to who yeah, have a passion for brewing? Yeah, people New Jersey that are passionate in beers, brewing stuff like that. You got some home brewers. You got some brewers from like more established breweries like Kane and things like that that show up, and that's where I you know am into as well. You know. So uh, you're also doing two other music projects, right? Or... Yes, yes. Um, so along with drinking and whatnot, <laughs> um, my other band, uh, In For The Night, plays for like jazz bars and stuff like that. And this well, this one's going to be short because we don't have anything recorded just yet. But uh, we, we come through, we play a few songs that are jazz-inspired and kind of like hardcore-inspired. Like if you listen to the band Chon... Some people say we remind them of Chon a little bit, mixed with a little bit of like progressive rock, and then uh, we come out of nowhere with some death metal and and like gent and like some other stuff that like kind of like makes people go wait what? <laughs> um, we played over at Polly's before I think, or the this Irish bar in Booton, and uh, we have a song called the Metal Song, and literally it. it it's it's hinge drumming a few chords that are nice and like it feels like you're on the beach and then all of a sudden i single hit it stops and all of a sudden he just plays death metal he's like hey glenn i go what mike he goes it's time for some death metal I go, you're <laughs> that's right. the the jam band you were talking yes, about yeah, that's yeah, it for yeah. and that's pretty much our premise but my other band and my like the one i'm more like established with is zion uh, Zion is me, Andy Stanfield, Jake Stanfield, and uh, Josh Lewis, and um, we play like we we mix between sludge metal, hardcore, and like uh, a little bit of taste of death metal, I guess, but more of the hardcore and sludge side. Um, we get a lot of like good like old sludge, like cathedral feel, and like. We also have like an Alice in Change feel sometimes, hmm. but like we live, we kind of have like an aggressive attitude and people are starting to like it a lot. Nice. Um, we have a show this uh, this week. Thursday, you said right? Thursday, Thursday, yeah, Boon Tunes. Yeah, and then you're doing but, the Modern uh, Viking. Yeah, that's Saturday. that's after. Yeah, that's Saturday. But um, <clears throat> we're playing with a good band called Dinoside, which are a cool mathematical mathematical band from like uh, metalcore math metalcore from like Florida. They're really cool. They're a bunch of cool guys. I chilled with them and hung out with them after shows, and they're really nice guys. And um, that show is going to be a lot of fun. People got to come out and see us, because Zion, we, we throw down every time. Headbang, I, I broke two of my cymbals before. We're crazy live. People call me Animal. You know, it's it's a lot. It's, it's worth seeing us live. And um, I know we're just, like, young and starting out, but lots, a lot of entertainment to show. Nice. Yeah. So what do, what do you think of the... Is there a lot of... Is there a good music scene here in New Jersey? I mean, I know uh, it a little bit. Yeah. I do like the music scene here. It was weird because I was originally in a slam band called uh, Nothing is Sacred, and that was in the scene of New York, New Jersey. And that slam scene is fun. Like, slamming death metal was so much fun. Like, cool guys. 
uh, I get to blast and play my death. You know, you play those. Dun, dun, da, dun, 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 dun. You know, it's it's a lot of fun, but um, I kind of like the the point where we are with Zion with that community more because uh, it's a less from the city, but more more locally concentrated. You know. Yeah. I kind of want to grow from this area here and not New York. You know, I'm not from New York, so I'd rather grow from where I am from. That if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, but you still want to like play in New York? Yeah, I want to play out? everywhere. Yeah. I want to yeah. play everywhere. Anybody, anybody. But you kind of want to establish yourself like where you are is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I want to establish from here and then go on, from, you know. So it could be like, oh, that band from New Jersey. Yeah. That's or like, yeah. Zion from New Jersey. You know? Yeah. That's that's the way it is. That's like in our in our how to find us is Zion Band and J. It's it's in it, you know. Yeah, grow where you're planted, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, was there was there a did you cover everything with the brewery stuff or was there anything else you wanted to add? Oh yeah, um, you know, recently we they had a um, they had a uh, ruling by the ABC that we turned over, which was I was very happy about, because what's cool about this this scenery is that like some of the breweries are trying to work with bars and trying to work with brew pubs to both sell their beer and also provide beer as well for that restaurant so the restaurant could make money too and i feel like certain restaurants weren't really a part of that they weren't really a fan of it and it i don't want to say it's like made me mad but it kind of made me confused because in a business wouldn't you want to help someone else and make your own money as well yeah you know that that seem like more better than just being snobbish you know Mm. come to my bar but drink drink this kind of beer only so they're like cracking down. De- they're like making a lot of restrictions. Or- well, the ABC was starting to make some rules like uh, you couldn't bring dogs in, or uh, you can't feed or bring food mm-hmm. in, or stuff like that. Um, I'm sure if you check the New Jersey craft beer page, you'll find some of the laws that they were trying to impose. Mm-hmm. And because um, I know the town, the town I grew up in uh, before Chatham, New Providence. For the longest time, I think they just recently had liquor license, but I think it was for religious basis because it was uh, like a, there was like a heavy uh, uh, New Providence, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. But the, they didn't allow alcohol in the town yeah. for like the longest time. That usually is the case sometimes in certain towns. You'll have what they call dry towns or yeah. Uh, usually it's for like a religious yeah, reason, usually yeah. religious purpose and things yeah. like that, which I which I understand, but yeah. You have to also understand it's a two-way street in yeah. this world. Well, I have no problem with them do like someone personally believing in that for themselves, but then yeah, for, sure. but then force something because of your religion. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like if you don't live on a two-way street, then what are what do you like? How how do you go about your business? Because me, I try to like I said with Viking with Viking terminology and and the way I'm raised, it's kind of like I have I have my perspective, but I also have the other perspective, and you have to kind of. You know, try to understand both. And with certain people, with certain religious movements, they would try to just invoke their uh, religious beliefs over understanding another. Yeah. So, so is there anything else you want to do with like the the, the Norse history, like? Well, what I do right now is I'm a history for my family. My family in Norway, uh, we have a farm called Jusnes. It is uh, 20 minutes out from Kristiansand, Norway, which is at the tip of Norway. And what I do is I talk about my family's history. Um, my great-grandfather uh, of the Hulta family uh, also was from the Olsen family who were connected with the Usenes farm. So what I do is basically talk about my side of the family. There's nine of us, nine different right. families. <laughs> 
if you, I'll show you, I'll show you a picture of the, of the family portrait of us all at the camp, at the, I actually still have the picture of the, uh, the farm. Um, I go there every four or five years because, you know, I'm not made of money, but I want to see my family out there. So I try to go as much as I can. And uh, recently, my grandma, my Oma, or best amor, as I call her, we uh, we brought back these uh, pajamas that were worn by her great-grandparents in Norway. Mm-hmm. And they were brought back overseas. They're from the 1400s, actually 1450 to be exact. Yeah. And I have the study and everything about it. Um, that's kind of the things I do. We our farm is recognized by the Norwegian government as a historical site. So we don't live on it, but we show what the uh, what it looked like at the time. And uh, here's here's a small picture of my family tree, just from my family is under there. That's not even my dad. It's my grandma. So this is the originals, and this is the. But, but uh, are both sides of your family Norwegian, or no, is it it's all? My just... dad's. Oh, okay. It's my dad's. I'm a mutt. I I'm Native American, uh, German, Norwegian, Italian, and English. Nice. What, uh, what uh what tribe? Because I have a bit of a Cher- I have a Cherokee like great grandfather. Oh, uh, so my yeah. great grand my great grandmother uh, Dorothy Briggs, uh, originally Dorothy Carter. Um, she then I don't know what her original name was, but uh, she's Penobscot. They're from Maine. Um, my mother's side is Briggs family, and they're they're not huge, but they were originally well established there in like oil, and um, they made a good chunk of money. And, nice. and then they came down to New Jersey and kind of the chunk of money kind of went away. Yeah, but that's neat. Like you're in touch with uh, yeah, the relatives yeah. over um, there in Norway. Shout out to all yeah. the Penobscots, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Modern Viking has a song that's called. Um, the king's funeral pyre, and the end, the the middle part of it where I'm yelling, is kind of like me, yelling, in a way to like, re- resonate through my whole family, kind of I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, like Viking, a chant like, that kind of like goes chant, through all the heritage. You, it's a chant of your heritage, so it's a chant of like being Norwegian, being German, being Native American, and it's just me trying to connect to all that stuff. That's why I have that, and I—I I mean, I don't. Uh, I would love to go over to Maine, and I actually plan on studying more about that. Yeah, I just recently was learning about my uh, my mother's side of the family. We didn't and know for Cherokee. The- uh no my my dad was my dad's mother's side. My dad always was. Uh, my dad's been telling me about that for a while. Like that, uh, Chief Doublehead. Hmm. He's kind of notorious. Like uh, apparently he was like a traitor. Considered mm-hmm. a traitor by the rest of the Cherokee. Yeah, see, Penobscots aren't really like the warring type. Most yeah. of them are known for basket weaving and making bows and archery. Mm. So they weren't really like my grandma. She married a British man. Like my gra- I'm sorry, my great grandmother originally. And she was Penobscot. 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 Yeah. It's my bad. Any Penobscots out there? It's all the way up in by Augustus or Augustus, uh, Maine, and. Um, yeah, she married and then they came down here. Uh, here here's the farm, Porsmere, in uh, Norway. This is what I do, basically. Right. I talk about the family and uh, what it looks like and stuff like that. My dad, that's Denmark, and stuff like that. Yeah, but are they, are they like, uh, treated good there, like the farmers, like the working class? Like, I don't know much about Norway. Oh, Norway, um... 
so there's there's kind of like a separation, I guess. Um, uh, not really separation. It's a little weird. Um, when you get into the cities, like Oslo and stuff like that, um, it's very rich in culture, but uh, they have a lot of like uh, not prisoner wars. Uh, people were kicked out of their countries, kind of, that are coming in that are more of uh, Arabic, Muslim, and stuff like that. And it's funny seeing Norwegian farmers trying to get, well, not farmers, but uh, people who live outside the city more getting used to it because they're so used to just being on a farm. Mm. It's like, what, what are they doing here? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't, I never saw this before. So it's very interesting to see uh, in Christianstown, it's a city, uh, kind of a city, but... Um, you see kind of like a cultural divide almost. You see some of the old Norwegian parts where it's like uh, mom and pop shops, stuff like that. But then you also see certain like uh, like quickie marts and like, uh, well, there they don't have like, you know how we have like quick, uh, uh, quick check and stuff yeah. like that. They have stuff called like Joker, which is kind of like a convenience store. And that Joker means something different in Norwegian. No, it's just Joker. Oh, okay. I don't know. What the, it's <laughs> yeah. like their way of trying to connect into American... I don't know. I don't really know. It was, it was fun. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> you notice that it's not really Norwegians working there, but more of people that are like Arab or Muslim and descendants of that, which I, I have no problem with, you know, because but with them, it's it's a change. It's weird. Well, you mean like used to things being a certain way? and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Because a lot of them, what? like I said, are used to living on like a farm what well, that's even the way it is in uh america a lot you know like people in the city are usually more used to like yeah, diversity or even think, an area like but this think you know? of it this way instead of like the whole united states is like just norway that's trying to that's getting used to i'm not saying trying to because what i'm talking about is more people that are away from society yeah like i have family that live up in a fucking shack up in norway they just live up there like oh, so you mean it's even more rural than rural here? Usually some of them. It's, okay. I'm not trying to make it, like, big, but okay. it's, the, when you go there, you see there's a little bit of difference between a Norwegian and someone who's living there that's not Norwegian and, like, like a tourist. Like, there's three differences, usually, you see. Hmm. But their Norwegian government is starting to, what I'm noticing is that they're starting to help with whoever comes in that needs help and stuff like that. Yeah, and do, do, what about, like, the working classes from... Norway, do they feel like they've been left behind? Do they feel... Because I hear, like, a lot of good things about the economy there, that they have, well, like, a good education system. Yeah, they have a great... Yeah. They have a really good education. Yeah. Um, I don't... From the working class, because my, my uncle was a... Uh, working class also is a lot military-based, because in Norway you have to spend two to three years either in the Navy or Army, and a lot of those working class come from there. So they go from, like, the Army and Navy, and they go into working jobs. You know, so really... What they're more worried about is, is trying to reshape the city since World War Two. World War Two kind of kicked their ass for a while, because hmm. uh, it's a lot of just trying, not even like trying to rebuild, but just trying to reestablish things. Because of uh, bombings or no, not it, or? bombings. It's just when the when the Nazis like invade and this stuff. Hmm. Everybody like my grandma was noticing that people were more skittish over everything. You know, there was also, like, big shootings in Norway before there were problems. And you kind of notice, like, the government, Norwegian government still is a little skittish. And it's it's a reflection from, like, you know, World War II and mm. things like that. Yeah. But if you go there, I recommend going there. I'm just, it's a little expensive. But 
Yeah. Fun people. <laughs> nice. Fun. I have a bunch of stories to tell yeah. you too from Norway. They're funny. Yeah. Well, I guess the good thing is you go to one European country, you can just take the train to the others. Well, too, yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> Norway's not European though. Oh, okay. I'll so say that. Consider that. I'm yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. Norway is of its own. Sweden, Denmark, even Denmark, because Denmark's in Europe. Denmark feels different from Germany, things like that. Yeah. Oh, so um, Norway doesn't consider itself like part of Europe. It's like its own. It's yeah. Scandinavia. Oh, okay. Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Estonia, and Iceland. I think I mean Greenland, but you know what I'm saying. Where wherever Leaf touched, I guess, or the Vikings touched, is kind of like their whole group together. So uh, I guess uh, any other things you want to add, like any final thoughts? Yeah, modern Viking is totally against um, neo-Nazis and. Uh, any type of white supremacist groups that have taken our symbols yeah. because I guess that's what a lot of people them. associate it with well that, that's right? what yeah. that's what drove modern viking to start rapping and stuff because I was just sick of seeing these fucking Odin symbols and guys using them as hate when the real Odin symbol means wisdom hmm. it's like I grew up because I have the Odin Odin mark on my arm I have that Odin O right there oh, no. but they put a fucking they put wings on it they put these two little Oh, like the, to be like the German Nazi? Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of disgracing, like, my, you know. So I don't, if I ever see any type of, like, neo-Nazi at my show or shit, I'm going to headbutt them. Straight <laughs> up. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Like, give me back my goddamn symbols. Leave us yeah. alone. Like, they even yeah. use, like, Neil would you, you Would you punch Richard Spencer a second time if you saw him? Or? <sighs> no, probably not him, right? It's not. <laughs> yeah. The Viking way... You know, if anything, I would challenge him to a duel. <laughs> it's a Viking way. You don't just punch the ball. Yeah, and he'd probably be like, a duel? Why do I want to yeah, do a yeah. duel? So, uh -oh. <laughs> but, you know, modern Viking is kind of, like, aggressive towards that. Because, like, when I, with nowadays with those Trump rallies and Democratic and Republican yeah. and the whole banter, modern Viking is just in the middle. I don't want any type of, like, racial hate segregation shit like that yeah doesn't belong in my throne as i say <laughs> doesn't belong yeah. they all are blood yeah. by blood so i guess it's like you're taking it back that's that's the phrase they use for right like taking it back yeah, yeah. i'm taking it back yeah. yeah i said that before too on my facebook a bunch of times i'm taking back the symbols and shit like that no yeah. more no well, more well the nazis it didn't only ruin uh norse culture they also took the uh, they ruined the hindu symbol the yeah, swastika they, was yeah the first. swastika yeah. as well and and i i'm sure i'm sure they used a bunch of buddha buddhist shit too Adolf Hitler was fucking weird and Goebel and them were fucking oddballs yeah I mean my grandpa is born and raised in Germany and un unfortunately you know he was uh, he was drafted by the Nazi army but um, he didn't even serve because he was just no fuck this <laughs> so the Russians invaded and before he could even like do anything militarily kicked him out so my grandpa went back to germany burned his uniform and just became a citizen and he he would he would tell me some stories of shit that's just you know and it kind of fuels modern viking nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah and rest in peace to my grandpa who just passed too by the way but yeah modern viking is about survival of life that's the main point you're living a life that you have a path of, or the path you choose, and you're supposed to survive and fight that. You're not supposed to give up or 
you know. So it's like perseverance kind yes, of. Yeah. That's yes. that's the code of modern Viking in mm-hmm. my music. My music, my drumming in yeah. general. And this, this is kind of a, an interesting thing that came to me. Do you think? Uh, I mean, do you think like kind of like these deities from these different things could kind of like? I mean, I, I don't know if I I don't really believe like they actually exist like as different deities, but like could they oh, like coexist? They um, like coexist. I feel like I feel like certain like what in mind like Odin and those. I feel like they could, in a way. Um, because you always read tales of Odin becoming a human or an animal and coming down into society and stuff like that. I kind of feel like that's a connection between human and what they think of as a, um, what is going on around them. So rather than like, say, say you're in the forest and the forest catches fire, um, to an old Norse or Norseman, oh, Surtur's here or Surtur has stricken down, you know, Surtur's the fire god. So it's kind of like what is going on, they interpret as a deity almost. So that's the kind of way, like, if a hurricane came, came, I would say, ah, Ula is here, or the god of wind would be here. But I'm not saying there's a fucking guy standing out there, I'm god of wind. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like a symbolized like, part, yeah. It's kind of like a symbol. Yeah. It's kind of like the being itself. Yeah. The wind itself. Do you, so do you think, like, there's, like, a kind of, like, a coexistence, like, from the different traditions? Because, like, all, like, the Hindu gods, like, there's maybe those energies, and so then like there's Shiva the Norse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a way, um, I, I kind of see, um, what I call a universal approach to it, um, there's people who believe that Christ like exists and things like that, and I can understand that, and I could believe as well. But I kind of feel like uh, they're putting more of a religious definition to it. Like they're trying to definitely prove like certain things. And like with me, it's not like I'm trying to prove to you that my gods exist. I'm just trying to show you what I see and what I believe, rather. No, nice. you, know? you know, yeah, you understand. What I mean? Yeah, like how it how it feeds inter- into like your personal interpretation or my perspective of it, rather than enforcing it. Yeah, you know, and it's not the real Viking way. The real Vikings, if you ever meet a real shaman, which I do recommend doing, because it's, it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it's really a trip. <laughs> like the, the I saw a birthing circle, I saw goat's blood and shit like that. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> but if you talk to them, they're not gonna be like giving you a whole saying from the prose at the where it's like they're yeah. gonna talk about um uh like Jorgenheim or the the layers of the giants and shit he's just gonna talk to you about what you see or what affects you you know it's it's very interesting nice and uh but this isn't like i'm not speaking like wiccans or pagans it's, it's more like traditional norwegian viking culture mm. It, you have to go to Norway and see it to see hmm. what I'm talking. Oh, so about. it still exists, like from the, all those years back. Uh, in yeah. what I call in the woods, in the forest, yeah. Like there's certain there's certain families that just live that way because it's just easier for them to. They have they'll drive a car like like here with Amish and oh okay like that yeah, like they'll drive yeah. a car and things like that but they stick to old practice old religions. Interesting. Yeah. Eventually, that, that, yeah. eventually, when I'm older, I want to kind of do that too, and either like as a way to kind of like settle down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Me, when I'm going to my dying ages, I kind of either want to go back to Norway or maybe go up to Vineland in Canada, you know, and just yeah. kind of like live in the woods and yeah, do the whole pagan thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if if I'm married and still with with you know kids and stuff, I'll be with my lady. But if I'm by myself in the end, I'm probably just gonna go up there and. Die in the woods somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, 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 I, I, I accept my death. I accept my fate, so. Yeah. I guess you gotta go out 
sometime. It's well, look, look at it this way. Would you rather would you rather sit there worrying that you're gonna die, or would you rather worry about what you're gonna do like next and the next day? Next day, I guess. Yeah. For me, when I became a diabetic, I was diagnosed at the age of 21, and that's when I switched to that whole Viking mentality. Is because I felt what what in Viking culture is the Valkyries grasp, which is where you're in a near death situation and you usually it's towards the end of it, like where you may die. I felt this very big glow around my body. I'm not saying it was a presence or anything, but just this glow that woke me up out of my um, diabetic coma almost, and I felt more attached to my Norwegian and uh, Viking uh, ways from there. Hmm. So it's like becoming like more spiritual. Like uh, yeah, I just don't yeah. like go around going, yeah, I'm yeah. good, fucking Viking. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, I, it's all kept in my head and stuff hmm. like that. And when people want to talk about it, you know, in a mature way where it doesn't sound like I'm bragging or, you know, making people try to like believe me. Yeah. So there's like a peace in it, even though it's like a warrior, I guess, kind of. It's yeah. a warrior mentality, but like, you know, even when Vikings say you have to die and go to Valhalla, it's also, you're also allowed in Valhalla if you struggle and live through that struggle in life. Like, my grandma says that I fought my diabetes. <laughs> and I came, that's how I came back, is I fought out of it. So in a way, I am fighting. It's just, I don't necessarily see myself dying by a blade or by guns well nowadays as modern viking as i say when i'm on stage and being modern viking uh i don't i don't see myself getting shot or stabbed and shit and being like yo this is how i'm going now no no it, it could, yeah i'm going better to like die in the woods going I'm out in the woods yeah. go die out in the hellfire if anything you know <laughs> it doesn't matter how i die i'm not afraid of it that's the whole point so uh yeah well i think this has been a good uh conversation yeah 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 and it's great to catch up too yeah man all our history and past yeah yeah i think it's first time well i saw you like a couple years ago no yeah right yeah that's when you first told me about the modern fight and we just did a jam before this so yeah like maybe if you want to i've talked about insomniac ad a bit on this show like yeah if you want to do like some live shows or like record drums for television i'll post like a clip of that jam we did too or whatever and some of your other music yeah yeah yeah, make sure you check out Zion. Get ready for some modern Viking stuff. And um, if you're ever in the areas of Morris County and go to a, and you hear about In for the Night playing, come through. You're gonna be entertained. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Okay, so that about does it for today's episode of BSing with Sean K. And not a lot else for me to say. Uh, that was a fun. Uh, conversation and yeah keep updated definitely keep updated with uh modern viking and his other projects if you can and also if you want to keep updated with future episodes of this podcast go to bsing with sean k.blogspot.com and there's a link to my twitter my facebook my youtube and everything else and that about does it for today's episode i'll catch you on the next one BSing with Sean K. BSing with Who? BSing with Who? BSing with Sean.